0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas, and you know what that means. It's time for a little bit of Holiday Nonsense. It's time for the best and brightest moment of your week. It's time for that show you love and that show that you seek. It's time for Nonsense Nonsense. 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 The show, the best damn show you know. This is it. Don't get scared now. You die, motherfucker. Tap Dance with Danny fucking gay. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, can you feel it? Uh! Episode 206 of Nonsense, This show, the Christmas Day Special I'm feeling good, I hope you are too I hope good old Santa Claus did you right today I hope you had some good food with some people you love in a safe and secure manner I hope any children in your life are feeling the magic today. And and, uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I hope if you're an adult, you're feeling the magic today as well because it's Christmas. And everybody should feel a little magic on Christmas, which is why I'm behind the microphone putting out a little weekly holiday audio podcast noise. Thank you all for joining me whenever you happen to listen to this. I'm going to try to get it out here before noon today so that people that are hanging out may want to put it on. Uh, maybe don't put it on around the kids. Not sure what I'm gonna talk about, but uh, you know, you don't want to cause no trouble. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. What do we got going on today? Let's uh, let's start out this way. Thanks for the tunes. Appreciate that. Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. Okay. Ah, okay, so today is going to be probably a little bit shorter episode I don't think I'm going to go for a full hour But I got a few Christmas things I want to talk to you guys about Just off the top of my head We're going to do a little bit of discussion uh, that we've put off for two episodes now Of Christmas in my life, Christmas traditions, Christmas gifts, Christmas uh, wishes You know, kind of just the whole Christmas situation Uh, Because there's a lot of fun things about it Christmas for a long period of time was, was the highlight of my year I used to joke that the only things in life that would turn me into a six-year-old are Christmas, my birthday, and Disneyland. Um, I still love all those things, but unfortunately, my relationship with them has changed over the years, as it does when you grow up and become a uh, full-fledged ridiculous adult. <laughs> so, what do we have? We're gonna, uh, so yeah, we're gonna do uh, traditions, gifts, decorations, a little bit of Christmas movies. Um, I'm going to do kind of my version of a just my own submission for the five minute challenge. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the opposite of Christmas, the counter uh, balance to Santa Claus himself, um, a terrifying creature known as Krampus. That's right, all you naughty kids, listen to nonsense the show instead of being with your families today. You better pay attention real close. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about some uh, some just kind of silly things that have happened to me recently. Um, some interesting things that I've I've. Uh, I've been told and I've heard. We're going to talk about the uh, the Christmas dance video I put up on my Instagrams. It's in my uh highlights now. You can find it. Um and some issues I had with that as I was getting it going. And we're going to talk about a movie recommendation. I'm going to give you guys the next uh the next entry onto our list uh from the AFI Top 100 Films of All American Films of All Time. Um we're going through those one by one in no particular order, just picking them as they appeal to me. I'm going to tell you, you can watch them and then next week we're gonna go ahead and uh, go into a little bit of detail. I'm gonna tell you some stuff about them. I hope you're excited. I know I sure am. Um, here's the deal. I don't have a lot of like Christmas sound effects, which is all right because you know you really gotta you gotta be <laughs> you gotta be somewhat conservative with these things. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I'm just looking through my list and seeing if there's anything that that might be useful. Um. Because I really just don't—I don't know how many of these. Oh, here's here's one that I like. It's not Christmassy, but. Yay! That was really loud. I was just the. the, the <laughs> I was just the Simpsons kids. Um, this sounds like bad news. Yeah, a little bit of bad news for people that love the sound effects. There's probably not going to be a ton of them um, here on this uh, on this this uh, episode. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. So, Christmas time. Today is Christmas Day. Um for me in recent years Christmases and Thanksgivings is, is holidays are typically solo affairs for me for you know most of the last decade. I've had some really nice family events or I've been invited to other people's family events. Um and I always appreciate those, but there's there's something that I really enjoy about being alone on a holiday. Um it's not a completely positive experience, but there's a lot of benefits to it as far as I'm concerned. I used to try and work holidays when I was on patrol, um try and take the days for, you know, so that guys that had kids. Uh, Could go home and be with their families And I'd just come hang out and do my job And working Christmas Day was never too bad Working Thanksgiving was usually pretty fun Um, All right, so As a child Christmas Day, I mean I was always up before the sun Big shock Uh, We'd race downstairs Usually I would sneak Uh, I would see if my brother was awake first And if he was, he and I would go sneak and see what Santa brought My sister usually liked to sleep in So she didn't usually participate in our early morning spying um Christmas gift spying And then usually right about 7 o'clock Which was kind of the agreed upon time We would Wake my sister up And then as a gang we would all run into my parents room Dive on the bed wake them up It's Christmas it's Christmas It's Christmas And we'd get so excited and my poor parents Would just want to stay in bed My dad oh let me just stay in bed a little while longer Oh boy Turns out they had been up late doing all kinds of Christmasy things Um you know they may be may even have been assisting the big red man himself, um, and then we would all go and and over the years our kind of Christmas traditions changed. For a while there, it was a free for all. Uh, my brother would play. Uh, postman he would hand out all the gifts to all the different people we'd all get our little pile going and then we would just tear into them and within 15 minutes it would all be done we'd all have our gifts open and we would commence to playing with them for a little while until my dad said okay we're done time to have breakfast and then we're all getting dressed and we're all getting in the car and we were going to drive about an hour hour and a half two hours whatever the hell it is from from our place to his cousin's place and uh we're gonna we're gonna go do christmas with them and that was always a good time we you know i love those those family members um but the drive was always such a pain in the neck cuz all you want to do is play with your new christmas toys. Maybe you got a new RC car, maybe you got a PlayStation, maybe you got a a, a Jenga tower, maybe you got some Lego. It doesn't matter, you want to go play with your toys. You don't want to get in the car and go hang out with a bunch of grown-ups? But we did and we had a great time. Um and then of course there would be the long, you know, kind of exhausted drive home, which is usually pretty quiet with some uh Uh, some Christmas music playing quietly and everybody just kind of unwinding and de-stressing. And um, I remember driving, driving back north through San Francisco. I always knew we were getting close to home when we hit 19th Avenue and we go up 19th and we go through the bridge and then, uh, or go through the tunnel rather. And then once we get to the Golden Gate Bridge, that's, we go, okay, we're close. We're not too far from home now. And crossing that Golden Gate Bridge anytime is breathtaking and magical, but there's just something about that bridge on Christmas. You know, it's it's a it's a pretty cool thing. Everybody around you is kind of uh, winding down from the holiday cheer. You got a car full of gifts and a belly full of food. And um, it's just a nice feeling. I, and so that's a memory I always hold of, of like driving home, being half asleep in the back seat of the car, looking out the window. And there were certain like landmarks I would look for to kind of map our progress. So I would know where we were at and kind of how far we had to go. Um, and then, you know, later on, we, we started spending just the day at home with our family, which I, I really enjoyed that. I'm a homebody. I like being home. I like being able to stay in my sweatpants and uh, watch, watch Christmas movies and, and just kind of chill and hang out and, and be around each other, you know. Um, and then eventually, due to events, I started spending the holidays uh, solo, um, even after I left the job. And, and I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's nice. I get to kind of make my own way, and now I'm doing stuff like this, which is, which is always fun. Um, <clears throat> this year's a weird one though. You know, I think everybody's kind of a little thrown off this year and, and, you know, I had some plans to, to home make some gifts for, for the important people in my life and I've been sick for a month and I don't think anybody wants homemade gifts, um, from somebody who's a sicky sick case. So I've just told everyone like, Hey, I'm really sorry. You're gonna have to wait for a couple of weeks, but I promise it'll be worth it. I'm gonna work real hard on this. I got a great plan. I'm not going to tell you guys cause my family might listen to this and I don't want to ruin it. Um, and there's always a lot of talk around Christmas time about gifts and I'm always of the mindset that don't get a gift just to get a gift because while the thought is nice you know I think we've all maybe not all of us I know I have outgrown the stage where I just want random junk if you're going to get a gift you want it to be something that's either useful or special something maybe you wouldn't buy yourself um Maybe somebody sees something that makes them think of you. Um, and so I've spent a lot of years, a lot of years, the last couple of years, trying to really reset the way I buy gifts for people. And I've found that I've had so much fun as a gift buyer in recent years. Um, a couple of years ago, I decided that everybody was going to get books this year. I love books. Books are very important to me. And so I went and spent a whole day at the bookstore, a local shop right around the corner from my house, um, wandering the stacks and trying to find books that I thought would be meaningful or important to the people that I was gifting them to. Um, Even if they're not necessarily readers, I wanted to find something that they would enjoy and that they would gather something from, or that that would make sure that they know that I'm, I'm paying attention to what they're interested in. Um, And then you, you know, you handwrite a nice inscription in there and that's a gift you can keep forever. Um, I've got a shelf full of books that I reread, you know, on an annual or biannual basis uh, because they make me happy. And some of them have inscriptions from people that have gifted them to me and, that always makes it more special. That's like a, it's like a permanent Christmas card as far as I'm concerned. Um, so things like that or, or, you know, artwork or, you know, something that, that you're going to keep and get some pleasure and some joy out of for a while. That's, that's kind of my gift giving theory. Um, and, uh, so the, the few people I actually went and bought things for, uh, you know, my niece and nephew, um, you know, there were some handmade things from friends. So I got to support friends and they got to help me with Christmas gifts. Um, and, uh, and then I got a couple things that were that were just for fun, and I haven't gifted them yet, so you don't get to know what they are yet. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Christmas time. And I've noticed in recent years, at least in the neighborhoods I live in, Christmas decorations don't seem to be as prevalent as I remember as a kid. I remember as a kid going everywhere. Uh, pardon the sniffle. That was very rude of me. Unprofessional. I've got a mute button for that. I should start using it. <laughs> um, I... Uh, uh, I remember as a kid driving around or walking around and there were Christmas decorations everywhere. Same with Halloween. People, maybe I was just living in neighborhoods that that really had a good spirit for that. I don't know. But um, I remember just, just being amazed at all the different lights and the different levels of lights. And then, of course, you have those few Griswolds. Every town has one or two of them that go all out. And in the town, that's the Christmas house. Or maybe you've got a map of all the houses that really go, go all out on decorating. Um, and then... Uh, people drive around and, and, and go view them or go walk through or, um, you know, whatever it may be. <clears throat> and I have so much respect for those people because I find that, for me, I love Christmas decorations, but I have zero interest in decorating the outside of my house that I'm very rarely ever going to look at. So I usually spend most of my time and energy decorating inside, and even that, I you know, I don't go crazy. I put up a tree and some lights and some garlands and, you know, a couple of blow mold uh, Santa Claus snowman kind of deals. But Christmas decorations are one of those things that every time they come up, it just immediately improves my mood. Bright colorful lights, twinkle lights, you know, the people that include music and and figures and all kinds of stuff. It's it's a really impressive thing and, and some people take it to uh, the level of, of pure artwork. Um, which I have absolute respect for. It's pretty pretty damn cool. So I guess the question I'm going to ask you is, what kind of decorator are you for Christmas? Do you go big? Do you keep it minimal? Do you just... Are you one of those that lets your neighbor do all the work and throw up an arrow and says, ditto? Um, I'd be curious. So shoot me a comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know what kind of uh, what kind of Christmas decorator you are. Um, what else do we have? Okay, Christmas movies. Now this is where I really start to excel because as you guys may or may not have realized already, I'm a little bit of a cinephile. I love movies. Movies make me happy. Um, They have ever since I'm a little kid. Uh, My brother recently uh, reminded me of times in high school where he'd be hanging out with me and my buddies. Um, One friend in particular, Mr. Shane Rose, who uh, I can't imagine he'll listen to this. But if you do ever hear this, Shane, how you doing, buddy? I miss you. Um, I think very, very highly of Shane Rose. I got nothing but good memories with that guy. And uh, we would drive around and we would quote Pulp Fiction or other Tarantino movies. We would talk about different shots or different scenes or, or different plots or whatever. I mean, we were like deep into the world. Every week we would go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we would go to the movies. And we would go get Carl's Jr. for lunch. And then afterwards we would go to Target and we would go check out the movie section to see what was on sale. Um, and if there was something good on sale, we'd pick it up, build the collection up. And I realize I still do that to this day. Every Friday I pull up on, uh, I keep my movies on iTunes now. I've been collecting there for almost 15 years, I guess, whenever they started iTunes. Um, and so that's where my movie collection lives. I'm deep in that ecosystem. It's going to be hard to get out. Um, but every Friday I take a look and if there's a movie that I like, that's $5 or below, you know, I'll, I'll consider picking it up and I found some real gems that way. Some things that I've always wanted to see, but never bothered to some things that, uh, Maybe I wouldn't have watched otherwise, but I go, that looks neat. I'll read the review on it. And uh, eventually I find some real freaking classics that way. It's awesome. Um, So favorite Christmas movies. Everybody's got a different favorite. They usually pull from the same pool of like five movies. National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. um, Elf. uh, It's a Wonderful Life. uh, White Christmas. Home Alone. You've also got Bad Santa in there. There's there's a whole bunch of uh, a Christmas story, of course. Um, For me... There is only one ultimate Halloween movie. There's only one. I love them all. I watch them all. I just watched Scrooge this morning uh, with a good old Bill Murray. Um, for me, though, the ultimate perfect Halloween movie, which I will watch several times during the, the uh, did I say Halloween movie? I meant Christmas movie. Maybe I said holiday movie. You could tell my brain. <laughs> My brain's a little fried. I've been putting out a lot of content this week. All righty then. All righty then. Thanks, Ace. Um, (laughs) um, Whatever. Home Alone for me is the holiday movie to beat all holiday movies. Um, I would have a really hard time choosing between the first and the second Home Alone movie. I love them both. Um, I think they're just a perfect pairing. They're they're just excellent, well made, fun, uh, meaningful movies, and for me, they've been a part of my life for every Christmas I can remember. Um, So those are the ones. Of course, you got to do Elf. You got to get Bad Santa in there. Billy Bob Thornton being a drunk. Um, lascivious, gross Santa Claus, mall Santa Claus, and then, and then, uh, you know, Grinching his heart all the way through until uh, he gets shot several times by the Phoenix Police Department. No spoilers. Actually, that's a spoiler. Sorry, um, <laughs> my mistake. Um, but it's out there, and since I don't really feel like, uh, I don't really feel like going back and starting this episode over, you're just gonna have to live with it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? What else? What else? So yeah, you've got Elf. Elf is obviously Will Ferrell. Some people love Will Ferrell, and some people absolutely hate him. I've talked to more people in my life um, that surprisingly just can't stand anything Will Ferrell does, and I just can't fathom that. I can't understand how you could look at what Will Ferrell does and not enjoy it. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, he's like a big child, and that to me is a, that's a that's a quality to respect. Um. Yeah. Bad Santa. Elf. Home Alone. One and two. We don't talk about any of the ones after that. Um. White Christmas for me is is a, is a, is a, is a necessity. Um. You know. Bing Crosby. Danny Kaye. Andrew Sisters. Um. I think it's the Andrew Sisters. I should probably look that up. I should probably know that. Um. That's one of those movies that it takes you back to a different time. And there's there's a couple of scenes there that always kind of interest me. At one point, they do later in the movie. There's this whole like really weird, serious modern dance routine that doesn't fit anywhere in this movie. It does not belong in the movie. The rest of the movie is all about these, you know, uh, 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 an incident at the end of World War II where these two men built an irbreakable, irreplaceable. There we go, unbreakable bond. Um, And they become a musical duo together, singing, dancing, doing the whole thing in a very, uh, very old school a uh, style that you don't really see very often anymore. And uh and this leads to that they end up interacting with these beautiful sisters. They end up getting into a misadventure where they're on a train to Vermont singing about snow, snow, snow. It won't be long till we wash our hair and face with snow. I'm not a singer. Listen to the movie; you'll you'll hear the song. It's great. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so you go through this whole thing. And they end up in Vermont trying to help uh, save this uh, this little resort because there's no snow, so there's no gas. He might lose the place. It's a whole thing, and they end up putting on this big Christmas performance. But in the midst of rehearsing for this Christmas performance, they rehearse this really bizarre. I, I guess it would be like avant-garde. 50s 60s hippie kind of dance routine it's it's very strange but maybe people who know dancing better than i do will be able to uh, articulate some explanation for that but uh and then of course it, it finishes up with with you know the proper christmas pageant and the white christmas and the happy endings and um they they you know kind of reprise a scene from the beginning of the movie which um i always find really touching where it's it's all these soldiers in a war zone hosting a little christmas pageant for themselves just to keep morale up Um, amidst bombs and air raids and all this kind of thing. And they sing this really uh, touching tribute to their general as he's getting ready to to ship out and get replaced. And it's, you know, all about we'll follow the old man wherever he wants to go. Um, You know, we'll do whatever he wants to say uh, as long as he stays away from the battle fray. Because we love him. We love him, especially when he keeps us on the ball. <laughs> He's the grandest son of a soldier of them all. And so on and so forth. Um, it's great. I just It really touches me every time I get excited. I'm going to have to go watch it again today. Um, so, White Christmas. Um, you know, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation is one that I, I've watched before, but I don't find that I feel the drive to watch every year. I'm not really sure why. I think there's probably some personal stuff. Chevy Chase reminds me of somebody in my life who, they're not great memories associated with uh, certain things. So that might be part of it. And part of it is maybe I just haven't given it a proper chance. So, uh, but I know that's one people talk about as the ultimate favorite Christmas movie for a lot of folks. And, and no discussion of Christmas movies would be complete without at least touching on the events of Nakatomi Tower. On Christmas Eve, 1988. Um, A police officer from New York coming out to the West Coast to have a few laughs, visit his estranged wife, try and repair things in the relationship. Ends up at her company Halloween party. Halloween, there, I did it again. I I guess I got uh, spooks and ghoulies and goblins on my mind, huh? Um, Ends up at her company Christmas party um, at Nakatomi Plaza, Nakatomi Tower, and terrorist attack ladies and gentlemen of course i'm talking about die hard there seems to be a debate every year about whether or not die hard is a christmas movie but i think that's been well settled it takes place on christmas there are several christmas references to it um the story is not entirely christmas based but i don't think that matters i think it still counts so um yeah die hard definitely a christmas movie definitely an excellent christmas movie definitely a movie that i have a soundboard for you motherfucker. There you go. So um, if anybody needs a final decision on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie, allow me to settle the debate once and for all. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Although I would say it's a Christmas movie that gets honorable mention status. I don't think you can put it in the running for best Christmas movie because it's not exclusively a Christmas movie. Maybe that should go on Captain's Court. I guess I should have thought about that a week ago. <laughs> Um, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a couple things and then we're going to get on to Krampus. Then I'll make my movie recommendation. Then we'll close the day out. Okay. Does that sound good? That does sound good. I feel good about it. Um, let me just go ahead and get a couple things set up here because if you're going to do this, you got to do it the right way. Got to make sure you do it with some thought and some care. Here we go. All right. So last night, After Last night after uh, I finished my annual Christmas reading, I was settling down. I decided to record myself uh, this episode of the podcast. I got about four minutes in, just finished my intro, and I decided, God, I'm just not feeling it right now. So I decided to stop, and I was going to put out that four-minute teaser. It was just a normal intro, and then I was like, God, I'm just not feeling it. So I guess I'm going to wait till tomorrow. And I was going to post that as just a teaser clip, but I thought that might be mean. People might get excited, they see an episode of Nonsense and they go, oh, it's only four minutes, what the hell? And they listen to it and go, oh, this butthead. So I didn't release it. Maybe I will, we'll see. Um, ooh, my sniffles are starting to get me. Good thing we're uh, getting on the back half of this podcast. So, uh, I just told you uh, the other episode ago about how I had an interaction uh, with an old friend from middle and high school and he said some nice things about me and all that. And there was another piece of it that I will share specifically some of the things he said because it It was just like a little thing of pride for me, something that made me happy. Um, Several years ago, as a result of different things, I decided to purge a lot of my stuff from the internet. If you Googled my name, I didn't want you to find a ton, Um, particularly about old careers and things like that. Um, So I went on a little spree of just like Googling myself and then really working hard to try and get rid of, erase as many mentions of myself as possible. In talking to this old friend he said hey just out of curiosity I googled you just to see what you've been up to And he goes I couldn't find very much about you he goes, there's a lot of There's a lot of like you just don't exist um, That may not have been his, his exact words But something along those lines He found one interview I did uh, a couple years ago um, For a, a police officer's YouTube Thing um, Which I didn't even remember doing until he, he mentioned it uh, So please don't use that as the The, the pinnacle of <laughs> Of knowledge about me because I couldn't tell you What I said and I was in a weird place Um And uh but yeah there's not a lot out there I I know that if you do some looking you can find some references To my old career um there's at least One court case I know you can find documentation About um But uh Yeah so there was just this weird pride For me of like he had I had done this all these years ago and then I just didn't Really think about it again it's not something I've put Put a lot of continuous effort into Um but he, uh, him telling me that reminded me about it and made me really think about it. Like, well, that's kind of neat. I did a good job, I guess. Because that's one of those things that you kind of do. And then you go, well, I don't really know what kind of job I did. I can Google myself, but I don't know what other people are going to find. And uh, turns out just an average Google doesn't bring up a lot. And that's to, there's just a weird little pride in that, being able to uh, erase even parts of yourself from, from Google searches. Um, speaking of things that are never going to get erased from the Internet, those of you that follow me on the Instagram may know that yesterday I uploaded a little dance video to a song called "Girls in the Hood" by Megan the Stallion. Um, I've seen this meme going around forever of people being like, "Oh, I can't, I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit," and then it's just them like chilling in a snuggie on the couch, eating Cheetos, watching TV. You know, it's a funny joke. And I decided I need to do my own version of that, so I did hot Santa shit, and it was just me dancing like an idiot. <laughs> So I put together this little video, I edited it all up, and then because of the way I did my editing and all that, I had to just bring the video into Instagram, and I was just going to use their music thing to put the music in. So I get my video up, I put the music in, I get it all synced right, I post it, everything's cool, and then I get an alert that my video has been blocked on copyright grounds. And I go, what the hell? And it gives me a list of like 60,000 countries, and it says, oh, it's available in some of these, but not in others. And there's, like, there's not a real way to address this with them unless you look way down at the bottom and there's kind of this hidden link that says, oh, if you want to appeal this decision, click here. So you click it and then you have to sign that say you have the rights to use it and you click appeal and then two seconds later they go, oh, your appeal was granted. Your video's up. And I just kind of sat there for a minute and I went, what the ever-loving hell? Like, I don't I don't understand... I just don't understand the mentality behind. Here, we're going to give you a music widget that allows you to put music up on your uh, on your thing anytime you want, and uh, and and you can you can have lyrics, and you can have this to the, the other, and then even when you're using their program, it it blocks you. Doesn't make sense. Not to mention, I see people every single day posting things with music in the background, doing singing uh, sing-alongs, doing dance videos, and they're not getting blocked. Why am I getting blocked? I don't know. I don't understand it. But I did get it unblocked, and that made me proud. So Instagram, get your shit together. Your copyright system is, is wonky as hell, and it doesn't seem to work. So just a thought. Um, okay. Listen to this music for a second. I'm going to mute. i got to hang on. All right, soft Christmas music in the background. Got my nose cleared out a little bit so you guys don't have to listen to me sniffling like a fool all the time. I, can't, I don't know how interesting this episode's gonna be. Huh, that's a terrifying thought 28 minutes in. Crap, I hope this isn't boring. I hope it's entertaining. I don't know. I just have no idea. Um, I don't know if it's interesting. I hope it is. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, let's make it interesting, huh? Let me tell you guys about uh the antithesis of, of 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 Santa Claus. The antithesis of Saint Nick. His counterpart. Um I thought I had oh, I do have more notes. I have more notes right here. Alright. I was looking at my One of my notes things, but I wasn't looking at the other one All right, so I'm going to tell you guys about a little creature Called Krampus, who in recent years Has been um, gaining in popularity In North America He started out in Germany uh, Central European, as it were um, And he's said to be um, Kind of an evolution Of a pagan uh, Spirit who was meant to celebrate the winter solstice what is this music? Hang on. Let me go ahead and just correct this here. I think that'll do the job nicely. So Krampus's job is to show up on December 5th every year. That's Krampus Day. Um, he shows up alongside St. Nicholas himself, who in German and uh, Central European tradition is typically dressed as some sort of a bishop. Um, Santa's job is to show up and give gifts to all the nice, the nice kids, nice boys and girls. Um, on, on December 5th when they show up in Germany. It's usually uh, very small treats. It's uh, small toys, it's dried fruit, it's little snacks, things of that nature. Um, Santa doesn't spend any time dealing with the naughty kids. There's no lump of coal coming from Santa Claus. He, he's just going to ignore you entirely if you're on the naughty list. He's got Krampus for that. Krampus, a half goat, half demon, with cloven hooves, hairy cloaks, bulking him up, and massive curled goat's horns clomps through the streets, carrying uh, a a, a bundle of birch branches. Uh, Sometimes he's got a basket or a sack on his back, and his job is to find all the naughty kids, all the misbehaving children, and punish them. Sometimes that punishment is just a quick swat with his branches. Whack! Sometimes he'll give you coal or some other nasty little treat. And then sometimes, for the really naughty kids, for the really, really naughty children, He's just going to scoop them up, throw them in his basket, take them home where he'll eat them and send them to hell. Yeah, this is a kid's situation in Germany and it gets better. Um, So again, he's hairy, usually with dark brown or black hair. He's got cloven hooves and the horns of a goat. He carries chains or bells and his bundle of birch sticks. And everywhere he goes, he's rattling and clanking and jing jangling and roaring and growling at everybody. Um, December 6th, following December 5th, is St. Nicholas Day. The importance of December 6th is that's the day that all the little boys and girls who were good find more gifts waiting for them when they wake up. All the little bad boys and girls spend the day nursing their injuries and healing from the damage Krampus has done to them. (laughs) It's... I mean, it's horrifying, but here's where it really gets fun, and here's what I want you to spend a little time Googling today. Feel free to include your small children. Um, Terrifying them is never a bad thing. Um, Every year, German cities, Austrian cities, other countries in the area, and now American cities, North American cities, uh, Canada's getting involved as well, um, are starting to host what are called the Krampus Runs, and what this is is a big parade where people line up on the side of the street with their kids and, and, you know, in all their their holiday finery. And then marching down the street come a gang of usually young men dressed up as Krampus. And these costumes are terrifying. It looks like something straight out of a horror movie, and there are several horror movies about old Krampus. And what these men do, and, and obviously there's... There's usually a lot of alcohol involved in this event. These guys get all dressed up like Krampus to be as terrifying as they can. They get their their chains and their sticks and their bells and their baskets and their horns and their hairy cloaks and their cloven hooves. And these guys march up and down the street, terrorizing the townspeople that are out there cheering them on. All the parents are drinking. All the kids are watching. The Krampuses uh, rush down the street chasing people. Hitting them with sticks, grabbing children from their parents, yelling in their faces, and just generally being terrorizing nuisances. Um, it's really, really impressive stuff. It's 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 pretty freaking crazy. Um, I I really suggest you watch a couple of videos of this because it's. It's unlike anything I see here in America. We don't have traditions that are that are specifically built around terrorizing children um, and, and kind of using fear to enforce good behavior in, in this way. Um, and you can see these drunken parents just laughing their asses off as their children are petrified, screaming, red-faced, crying, snot dripping down their nose, hiding behind their parents' legs, desperately trying to get away from this literal monster trying to eat them. Um... It's really, really incredible. It's, it's it's really something worth watching. So I highly encourage you to go ahead and take a look at uh, at Krampus. Take a look at Krampus Day. And most importantly, go on YouTube and just just search for the Krampus Run, uh, particularly in Germany. You're going to find some really, really fun shit. Um, all right, guys, 35 minutes. I'm going to start wrapping this thing up because uh, I'm just tired. I'm sick as hell. I've been putting out a lot of content. I'm having a ton of fun, which is why I'm doing more of it right now. But... I need to rest, so I'm going to go rest. But before I do, I want to go ahead and make my movie recommendation for next week, for Tuesday's episode, it'll be episode probably 207 of Nonsense, the show. Um, We are going to be discussing the 1941 Humphrey Bogart classic, The Maltese Falcon. In this noir film classic, Detective Sam Spade, played by Mr. Bogart himself, gets more than he bargained for when he takes a case brought to him by a beautiful but secretive woman, played by Mary Astor. As soon as Miss Wonderly shows up, trouble follows as Sam's partner is murdered and Sam is accosted by a man demanding he locate a valuable statuette. Sam, entangled in a dangerous web of crime and intrigue, soon realizes he must find the one thing they all seem to want. The bejeweled Maltese Falcon. Mm. Fantastic movie, even better book. Um, After years of searching uh, at a flea market last year, I found my very own Maltese Falcon statue. It's pretty impressive. I'll post a picture of it uh, when we do the next show. Um, That's all I've got for today, you guys. I'm going to go enjoy some Christmas time, some movies, something warm to drink, maybe a little snack. Who knows? Um, Thank you all for joining me. Thank you all. Um, We had about 300 people join in last night for um, the reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Across Facebook and Instagram, 300 different people. Chose to spend 15 minutes of their holiday watching me read a book. We've done this since 2014, I believe. And every year it gets better. Every year I'm more excited about it. Every year I get people weeks in advance asking me if I'm doing it. Um, You know, uh, my buddy Joe Brummer told me his teenagers were asking him if I was going to do it. His oldest how do you get 18, 19-year-old kids who are, who are wanting to watch me uh, talk on, on Christmas Eve is, is beyond me. But I, I'm so grateful for it. It's a really cool thing. It uh, makes me feel like I'm doing something right. So I appreciate you all very much. Thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to do it next year. Um, and uh, really, I just hope you all have a Merry Christmas. I hope it's been a happy holiday. I hope you found a, a lot to be grateful for and a lot to smile and laugh about. Hope you're being good to the people around you. Um, hope you got some nice gifts. I hope you gave some nice gifts. Or at the very least, some big hugs and uh, you know, just some, some real genuine heartfelt love. Um, thank you all for the heartfelt love you've been giving me. Thank you for the love you've been giving this show. As always, this is Nonsense the Show. My name is Captain Nick. This has been episode number 206, season 2, episode 6. Can you believe that? We are really getting there and I'm starting to feel like I'm in the groove. This is Nonsense the Show. The show about some sense and sometimes nonsense. But- Well, always nonsense. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll see you before the new year. Watch the Maltese Falcon. See me on Instagram. Captain out. up or you're thirsty for more.